Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, tune in now. We've got the How to Get Away with Murder after show. We're talking about Season 3, Episode 12, Go Cry Somewhere Else. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Uh, we're back with another after show for How to Get Away with Murder. This is, uh, as I said, season three, episode 12. Uh, unfortunately, we are missing our two southern ladies tonight. It's so uh, sad. I know. Sterling and April will be back next week. But tonight, there was a lot to talk about. So I'm sure Elena and I will keep the conversation going. Elena, where can the people find you? Hey, guys. You can follow me on all social platforms at hey underscore it's lay. Nice. And you guys can find me, JB, at Hey John Blake. Let's just go right into it. What to talk Ooh, about? This was a crazy episode. I'm feeling good, like this yeah. theme song is saying, only because finally I feel like we got some meat of the show. Yes, exactly. Finally. It exactly. Took so long to warm up. I know. They were kind of dancing around a few different things this, uh, kind of on the second half of the season as we started in uh, the new year. And finally, I, like you're you're totally right. We got some concrete things that have actually happened. Like moves are starting to be made. Right. Um, I mean, we still have questions. Obviously, a lot of this questions. Wouldn't be the show without <laughs> a lot of questions. But I feel like we're getting some answers, sort of, and and things are at least taking place and shape. In, in terms of the storyline. Like, we're putting the puzzle we're, together yeah. slowly. We're seeing, we're seeing some, some pictures. But surely. Yeah. And, and with April and Sterling out, we're definitely going to need you guys watching live to be our third host for tonight. Exactly. Everybody that's watching live, please join, jump in the chat. Um, we've got it up on our screen here, so we'll definitely bring you guys into the conversation. We want to hear all of your predictions, thoughts, reactions to this crazy episode. I had some good reactions, I feel like. I was just so hyped. I know, yeah, it was great. I mean, literally in the first ten minutes, we were like, "Oh my god!" I kept looking. I kept season. looking at JB like, "So good." <laughs> like I was like, "Did you? Did you really?" Did yeah. You, what? Well, I mean, we've got like a lot more light in the area. I think I wanted most, which is obviously the West whole situation with with him and uh, Frank. You know, Bonnie and Nate. We got flashbacks. Let's let's talk about those. I mean, it kind of starts off this episode. Bonnie and Nate have have words. They're not quite. Seeing eye to eye, Nate is not having any of it. He's like, do not threaten me. Right. Um, which is interesting. I mean, how did you take that? That first dynamic? scene, I feel like that first scene with Bonnie and Nate of the flashback was a setup. I think mm. that it was a setup because last... Oh, just for sure, that whole conversation. Maybe. Because last week, I was so struck on maybe Bonnie did it because she was acting really guilty. Right. And then they opened up with Bonnie and Nate and she's like coming at Nate in a way that made her look even more guilty. Exactly. So for the whole, sh- like the whole show, 
in my mind, I'm like, okay, Bonnie definitely has something that she's hiding. And even and it moved to a different flashback. Like the flashback scenes with Bonnie, period, just make her seem really, really guilty. And I and I, I want more from her. Like she always she always dances around everything she says. She's like, well, what what do you think about this? Or you better not have done that. And, and then she'll look like you know she has those puppy dog eyes where she's always like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really weird, but yeah, she she seems very guilty to me, at least in that first scene. Yes, I completely agree with you. I think that for me, that first scene solidified everything that the ending of last episode did, which was point Bonnie as like the number one right. suspect for everything. She was basically interrogating Nate and saying, you know, almost threatening him to throw him under the bus if like he didn't do what she was asking. Um, which is kind of taking a classic card out of Annalise's book because that's sort of her MO. And then immediately after, it was the flashback of her and Frank. And yes. she's almost prompting Frank not to hurt Wes. So Exactly. I, which is like a flip, yeah, I feel Yeah. Like. I felt like her and Frank, they know something that we don't. Mm. They know they have to know something because why would she be telling Frank not to hurt Wes? Right. I mean, I think she's definitely the point person of the house now that Annalise is in jail and so I think that she's just trying to maintain um, safety for everybody and Mm. kind of keep things going at the same time she's definitely the one with the most motive to take out Wes if you know he found out about the whole Rebecca thing because she is obviously in direct conflict with that. The person who killed her. Yes. (laughs) So, she wants to keep that under wraps, um, and I'm sure, you know, Wes is a very smart guy, so he probably did his due diligence. Uh, We see him make a phone call to, like, an emergency number and introduces himself as Kristoff, which we have not seen. Blew my mind. That blew my mind, and it didn't give us anything else about it. So I'm just Uh, like, they always give us one piece of information and then try to, like, distract us with other things. I want to know who's in case of... At first, I thought that in case of emergency was possibly Annalise. Like, I just knew that she was going to pick up the phone or Mm -hmm. her voicemail. And then when he said it's Kristoff, I'm just like, okay, well, who knows you and who calls you Kristoff? Right. I, I can't. No I, one. I can't He's, think like, of anyone. And that's why it might be like a new character that we haven't really seen, or or something. Because you know, I was thinking it may have been Nate, because you know he's had a previous sort of buddy buddy thing with with him, and you know they both care about Annalise. They both sort of seem eye to eye, but I don't know why you would say like unless it's like a code word of like this is the type of conversation we're about to have. Him introducing himself by his like formal first name, right? I mean, the only the only people that I can think of possibly would be someone related to his family. Like, if his mom hadn't died, I would say, oh, it's his mom or someone in that area. But we've never saw any connection. He's always kind of been on his own. So I don't know, but I'm very very curious to find out because this this opens the door of saying maybe Wes was involved in other things. Like, who else could have wanted to wanted him dead besides the Mahoney's or Frank or, you know, like who, who wanted him right. dead? What was he into? What was he? Cause he was, he was a detective. Basically he wasn't an attorney. He was a detective. Um, and I feel like he might have been snooping in, in, I don't know. And here we are. Kristoff. Who the yeah. heck is Kristoff? Who killed Kristoff? It needs to be the new hashtag. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Wes is shorter, obviously. Right. But, uh, yeah, that is so... I haven't even heard him introduce himself to anyone. So, you know, I, again, fans, 
out there if you've seen like every episode multiple times. Maybe he has um, sort of said Kristoff or, or introduced himself that way in a previous episode, but I can't remember. Anything. Right. So yeah, definitely. If you guys have any insight on who Kristoff is, help me because I'm just like, well, yeah. Like, I mean, Kristoff is definitely West. Well, yeah. Yeah, but. But who he would be saying I'm Kristoff too? Hmm. I don't. I don't know Kristoff though. I know Wes. Yes. I know. I, I know Wes. I know his persona, Wes. I don't. I haven't met Kristoff. I don't feel unless he was a child. You understand? Like I feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I just feel like some. Sometimes people have. They show you two different sides, and I feel like the only side that we've ever been introduced right. to was Wes. Exactly. The only person I've heard really, or I remember using Kristoff is Annalise, and she when she was like dying. And she, you know, whipped it out to just kind of throw him. Uh, maybe he went, I, I can only assume, you know, off of the rails, sort of, and did his own little detective thing to, like, find some people. Um, as we know, he kind of got caught up over the summer. Right. Doing, but pretty crazy. Um, <sighs> we'd so love to ready. hear your guys' thoughts. I'm so Ooh, ready. King Bay Van, Wes could have a twin bu- brother. Possibly. We know that he has a half-brother. Um... So there is that, and and you know that whole he was in prison. So maybe he tried to make up with him. I don't know. I mean, I think that would be very interesting. I don't think no. he's a, like an identical twin because I think in the flashbacks when his mom was um, was being killed would have been there, or we would have unless he put that. one child up for adoption. I don't like that idea because now like it's like a can of worms just opened in my brain. Right. The fact that he could possibly have an identical twin brother because maybe Wes is still alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah, it's a pretty pretty out there idea. Again, anything can happen in the show, so who knows? But I think I mean not necessarily the twin brother theory, but just the half brother one. I think is kind of interesting because. That is family. Granted, they've never really hung out, or that we've seen. The Mahoney? Uh, the Mahoney, yeah. That he, like, sort of framed. But I feel like he would, like, Wes is the type of guy who would feel bad about that and, like, And try to go have a conversation and be like, you know. And he was like, dude, I was trying to, like, get to know dad. (laughs) No. Especially, no, not yet, at least. Maybe not until he would have signed his immunity deal. Like, at least gone to have a conversation because going to have a conversation with your half brother almost puts you in jeopardy because you framed him. Well, he, I don't know if he did that though. And he could, and even if he did, like maybe he was going to like explain himself and like this whole like Annalise conspiracy thing. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. And, and Frank and everything. I No, I feel like when he, yeah, like that's, Sort of the only nah, family link that's... Nah. No? I'm not going to go for it. Right, I, I mean, right. it would be interesting for the producers to tie that in, but I'm going to say no. And and it could be just because I've been baited to think that the Mahoney's are rivals, because they kind of are. They, yeah. They, I don't think the mom is very much a, a West fan. Right. Or Christoph fan, as the case may be. But I don't think that the... Yeah, I don't know. I really just want, like... The West have some family. Yeah, involved. they would be the only ones who would know him as Kristoff, basically. Right. So it makes sense, makes sense, I guess. But I'm not going for it. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Fri- I don't want to be friends with them. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's easy to kind of villainize that whole fam. It is because I mean, the dad, the parents were just not good people, straight up. And you know, you can kind of assume that the son, like the legitimate son, that they like was public about. Uh, would fall in their footsteps. Right. Might not be the case, but, you know, it's... We'll that's see. how it was portrayed up until now. So. I'm, like, ready for next Thursday. I've never been this excited. I know. It's cra- crazy episodes. We get to the trial. 
um, which is happening sort of simultaneously the same day, actually, as the memorial service for Wes, Kristoff. Um, and Annalise's bail keeps getting denied. She's obviously upset that uh, the kids can't make it. Nothing seems to really be going her way. Bonnie just cannot get the job done. She's tried, tried, like, literally every possible thing, and she cannot get bail for her, like, literally everything. I mean, they've had to go to extremes to to get her out. My heart dropped when Bonnie was in the judge's chambers, and she pleaded, she, she, she begged so hard for the judge to get her out of bail, and I just knew that she was going to get it. I just knew that Annalise was going to be released on bail at that moment. Right. And the judge was just, like, she came out, and she was just like, no, it's been denied again. And I'm just like, what? Like, how? Like, they're literally doing everything in their power yeah. to keep her in jail. That made no sense to me. It's pretty crazy, especially for someone that, you know, in in a situation like that where it doesn't seem clear, there is, you know, a, another suspect that's confessed. Um, you know, it's a, it was a fire, too. So it's not like, you know, the person was shot to death with, like, right. Annalise's fingerprints all over it. It seems like, you know, they really have a vendetta against her to keep her in, in jail. I, mean, I remember when we were watching it and you, when that scene happened, you were like, oh, the judge is definitely in yeah. on it. Like, you basically. No, I was told, I was like, she had a mountain of evidence saying, like, all these things. Like, I want to bring up a point. Someone in the comment section brought up the woman that Frank, the one, the, the woman that paid Frank to take out or crash Annalise's car or whatever the case may be. The one that he slept with in the hotel. And then she came back up last season, if you remember. And he recognized her like at the nail shop and everything like that. And now she's disappeared again. So So you think she's involved somehow? I think so. I I think that I I, I don't... I didn't remember the, the... her name, name. right? But, but she, I mean, she's basically the go-to like dirty work when it comes to West yeah. and the Mahoney's. Absolutely. So I wouldn't be surprised if she came back up, just like you know the viewer said in the comment section. I believe that she may be really big, and she she didn't care either. She had like a cold heart. Yeah, I mean, she's basically a female Frank, which is cool to see like that dynamic. Uh, you know, we, they brought it back. I love that episode. Um, very, I mean, very possible. If right. the Mahoney's are in this, I 100% expect uh, that character to come to back up. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. So crazy. It's so many, so many doors are open. I just need to close some doors. I need I know, some, I, know. I need some definites. Didn't do it. Like, you know, I don't need to <laughs> need wonder. to start checking people off. I loved how, like, in the first half of the season, they were at least giving us, like, this person didn't do it. Little answers, uh, sort of breadcrumbs right. along the way. None of that right now. Um, we cut to the memorial service. They're actually bringing like other characters back, like Drake, Simon Drake. Still hate that dude. I cannot stand him. I yeah, can't stand I him. I was surprised that he was even at the funeral and like had you know pretty much a front row seat. He was like right up there, being not the douche, front row, but he was like pretty close at the memorial, being God. a douche as usual. Just it's like dude, like have some respect. I mean, thank, uh, thankfully Oliver finally said some sense. For the first time yeah. in my life, I've 
witness Oliver stepping up and basically getting Simon Drake together. Yeah. Like, he had some words, and I was like, you, finally, Oliver. Like, yeah, you go, Oliver, get some. Let me just say, I had a lot of finally moments in this episode. Yeah. Like, we were watching this episode, and I literally kept writing, finally, like, finally. Like, so when Oliver told off Simon Drake, yes, kudos to him, because someone needed to put him in his place, and I was happy that Oliver finally stood up for his friends. Totally. Massive props to Oliver there. And throughout the episode, I thought that Oliver, I mean, most of the episode, I should say, <laughs> He really like was, was like turned a new leaf in terms of in, in my eyes in terms of like how mature he was as a character and like able to grasp with this very difficult life situation he's in. He you know he was like right after the memorial service he gets called by the DA to like come in. Obviously he's never really been interrogated before. He's kind of a, a geeky character in general and he's done a lot of bad stuff. So he has like a mini panic attack. You know cut to. Later that day, like at 2, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, he's got to go in there, and he completely prepped with the team um, and nailed it. Like, he lied, I think, better than anyone that we've seen. Like, he pulled it off with flying colors. And Connor mentioned that Oliver is such a great liar, and I, I agree. And I didn't really realize that we've saw, we, like, we've been seeing Oliver lie over and over and over, and we never really realized it because not until later, later in this yeah. episode— had he not said anything about the USB that we saw last episode but didn't get to talk about because they didn't give us anything to go off of. Totally. He's always been, like, hiding in plain sight a little right. bit. And I think, you know, we've been quick to judge Oliver because he's always crying about something or, like, needing more space. But he's also been been harboring a lot that we haven't gotten to yet. Most notably, this thumb drive that he saved... Uh, a, a copy of the phone that he had to wipe for Annalise. That's so bizarre to me. Like that would have been the first thing if she, when once she's gone to jail, that would have been the first file that I opened because I need to know she did it or not. Right. So it could be things on the USB from her phone that incriminate her or that prove her innocence. So why not bring this to light earlier? Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't think he's masterminding this, and that's why I think it's more just sort of involuntary. Like he he like maybe is current compartmentalizing a lot of stuff um namely like okay i'll have a backup plan but didn't really think about it it's not like oh i'm gonna use this which is why he didn't have trouble keeping it from connor because i think he just sort of blocked it out of his mind it was like more of a reaction for safety like hide this over here and then just go about my business and then when he realized he was like oh i am a good liar because i literally just shut that off from like my whole psyche right so it was definitely great to see him stand up at the memorial it was kind of funny but devastating right when laurel had her breakdown and she said some facts she basically said that none of you cared about west because none of you did yeah she went off it was great like, it was great that is- Obviously not a, a the best eulogy uh, she, or one that I would want, but I think it, deep down it showed she really cared and how you know how tough this is to deal with. Like she seemed very put together through most of the speech, just kind of you like using anger almost to mask her emotions, and then just completely broke down. And she is pretty tough, so I think that a lot of those feelings are real. When you're going through something, you you calling out the fakes and the phonies. You don't want to hide it, totally. and you don't want to mask it. Which brings me to a point, and I'm sure if Sterling and April were here, they would have totally <laughs> pointed this out to you. It blew my mind that she, when she left the hospital, Michaela put her in heels. 
And then she continued to wear heels when she was trying to go see what's his body. And I was just like, girl, you're injured. Like, this is your first day out of the hospital. What are you doing? I understand the whole need to try to be fabulous. But I also realized that we never really understood what Laurel's injuries were. Like, we saw her have a patch on her thigh and on her side. And she limped a little bit. But then she was like gyrating around in heels. And I was like, that is not really believable to me. Go sit down. That's just well, my yeah, th- um, Fair enough. I, and <laughs> I guess I agree with you. I mean, never having worn <laughs> heels myself, I can't completely say that, like, you know, how fast she should have switched shoes. But I, to me, it was meant to show that she never even went back home. Like, she literally went from that funeral to the, um, to the... The morgue. The morgue. And then right from there to see Nate. Right. Like, it was, like, all her day out on the on the town trying to figure stuff out she was just all over the city in her heels <laughs> fresh out the hospital still smelling like hospital bed it was like okay but and, and, you know and i guess you do want to try to dress it up and you want to try to make yourself feel better or look better so that you can feel better i get that um it just wasn't that believable but it was really good when she kicked them off because you know sometimes you're standing on them okay maybe you don't know but sometimes you're like standing in your heels and you just need to kick them off and just like comfortably walk right. out. Well, yeah, I mean, it showed that when she was <laughs> leaving the podium. Right. She was just like, nope, not not doing this. Right. Yeah. Um, so I totally get that. I mean, I, she is injured. She was just in the hospital for a while. So she should be kind of taking it easy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, things could be worse. She could be in jail, like Annalise. I mean, she is not having the best time in prison. I mean, throughout this whole season, we've seen Annalise, like, looking not good. Yeah. Like, not a good look for her. She hasn't looked great since this season started. Right. And, and I mean, I, I get it to sell this, the state that she's in, but with her attitude change, because she does have an attitude change this episode. Yes, finally. I feel like we're going to start seeing more of her. Like, she, when, when we saw her, I'm sure we're going to get into it later, when we saw her start taking back control, I think that was her taking back control of her life, right. not just of the situation exactly. or the scenario, and wanting better. So, that's going to happen. Again, Finally, I think like so many things have like we've watched like the tumbling down to like rock bottom that right. Annalise has, has gone through, and I think we did finally hit that. Um, you know when she cut her hair off, mm-hmm. pretty much, and that has like slowly started to come back up. We've seen her like she meets the her parents again, has like sort of a closure moment with her. I guess she was. Um, molested as a child um, by her uncle Mm -hmm. and definitely blamed her her dad for not doing anything um, I we, think her mom like burned the house down. Yeah, when she when she found out, she got super upset and, and retaliated. But we've seen Annalise and her dad go back and forth before. She had problems with him always leaving, always walking out. Mm. She didn't think that he was good enough for her mom. We saw that in previous episodes in previous seasons. So I'm not surprised that it was brought back up. Uh, I guess for the first time, though, we saw him take up for himself because usually Annalise is the one that's like yelling and fussing at him and getting him together. But for the first time, he was just like, I had enough of this. You got yourself in this situation. And and it's not to not to be what I did. Not not. It's not my fault. You can't blame me. So that was absolutely. And I think he you know, he can feel bad, which he obviously does. Like no, you know, parent, I don't think would want that for their child. But at the same time, you know, was harsh love. But he, I think we were, we were talking about this like right after we watched it. He was telling her what she needed to hear, and like she gained so much strength from from that. Like in her regular life, obviously, like not from that moment, or she didn't gain strength from that moment until now, 
when he kind of made her realize that she needs to take ownership of this and she needs to take ownership of where she is right now like the place the prison thing like granted bad stuff happens to everybody right and he was kind of making that a point like every like you're not the only one in jail like you're not the only one like stop feeling sorry for yourself figure like you know you are here like that's done figure out a way to get out like this is on you like you can't always blame people for for where you are in life or your problems or or anything like that like granted things do happen that are out of your control but it's kind of how you deal with it and how you pick yourself up right and and charlie in charge basically says that annalise's parents empowered her to get herself out of jail and i definitely think so especially the fact that she found out that her mom had dementia like her parents gave me so much joy this episode because of just the hominess that they brought to it the love that they have for their daughter that was a lot and then to have a parent who's 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 battling something and then you you have daddy issues like it was just so complex with just the three of them that it, it it was it was refreshing it was like yes like like, this is what we needed. She needed to see her mom there crying at the jail. She needed to see her mom at the courthouse because that fueled her fire to get back into, you know. A hundred. I mean, we got so much closure in such like, a short amount of time. I was right. amazed because not only did she, you know, have this whole uh, renaissance of this episode that she suffered as a young child and was able to pretty much move through that. Um, you know, again, it's a process. But she, I think she has a much better handle on it now after that confrontation with her dad. Um, and, like, she is now out of jail, so I think she can move move through that. But also this dementia thing with her mom, it's sort of the first time that we've realized that. And, and she is taking, I think, the best way forward. I don't think, you know, at that point you can really... Um, you know, you can't, like, tell them. There's really no other, like, good way to move forward with, with, with that type of illness. It doesn't, right. like, get that much better. Um, I mean, you can, obviously, pursue life <laughs> beyond dementia. But it is a, like, degenerative disease. Like, you can't, like, you stop remembering things. Like, things start to flow out as you get, like, older and, and you know, closer to the end of uh, end of your life. Outside of the dementia outside of the dementia I feel like I may have been the only one to catch this so in the comment section please tell me if this made you laugh too um, it was a it was a moment when her parents first came to visit her at jail and you know her mom calls her anime which is hilarious to me because it's, it's it's just so southern and it's so old like you don't modern day people right. don't have the name anime but then she was telling she was telling Annalise how you haven't been eating so she was like you gotta eat anime and I immediately thought of eat the cake anime and it made me laugh and, and I looked at you and you had like a straight face and I was like only I caught that I had to have been the only one who caught, who caught that and it was hilarious to me sorry side note I'm a little dirty like that <laughs> totally <laughs> The inside jokes are, are there for, <laughs> I'm sure, not just you. Right. Um, but that's cool that, you know, they're kind of peppering the, in those types of things because, you know, the writing is so good and intricate, which is why, you know, the productions go for, for days. We can literally uh, theorize everybody murdering. It's like a, a modern-day clue, pretty much. But, yeah, it was really cool to, to see how, at the end, you know, with the mom, she really cared for her. And there, you know, it was such, like, out of love that she realized that she couldn't, like, really, con- like, bring mom up to speed completely and to just kind of put her at ease. And, it was and, and, such a tearjerker for me. Like, just them together. How right. emotional Annalise got when she saw her parents. How how sensitive she became while while communicating with her mom. And then even even when she met with Bonnie, she was so 
Like, she wasn't concerned about anything else. She said, I just don't care. Help me with my mom. So that right. moment, it was just like, it was it was genuine. And it was sincere. And, and that to see that love shown and to see her totally. still have, like, to be able to tap into that, it was definitely like a tearjerker for me. It was like coming right. out a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think, again, to to your point about Annalise finally picking up the pieces and putting her life back together, I think that was sort of step step two, I guess. Step one was getting out of prison, which she right. did with this... Um, angering her like rude cellmate to to beat her up was like the final straw that broke the camel's back and got her bail finally. Um, Which, obviously, not the easiest way to do it, but as soon as we, it worked. But as soon as we saw her provoking her cellmate, we were like, "She's planning something. Right. Like she's always planning something." And yeah, and that was like again, first time like we get classic Annalise back, right? That, like you just see it in her eyes like the conviction in her voice just changed and she just went after it um and i love that i mean bring bring it on there was another there was another like joke that happened in my mind during the cell scene did it actually happen what's gonna happen though is i'm not gonna say it out loud because i will feel so bad if i do so i'm gonna make the people in the comment section please if you caught the joke between annalise and her cellmate the one that ended up punching her in the face I, I want to know if you caught it, because at this point, I'm just, like, standing out here on my own about all the little... Was it, like, a child molestation joke? It was something that I shouldn't have laughed at, Okay, but I kind of giggled. I was like... <laughs> and then I, I caught myself, and I was like, oh, no, that's terrible. So I'm I'm just going to save it. I'll reveal it at the end of the all show, right. because... Right, you better. You can't just tease us. I just that. feel really... I put a... I okay. laughed at it, and then I put a sad face. <laughs> yeah, just, if, ooh, if it makes me feel better. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, but it was the, cool to see Annalise like really you know save the the hurt for her mom. It was like yeah you know I'm out even though she's not she is gonna have trial in a few weeks. Um, so we'll get we have that to look forward to which is nice. Uh, meanwhile the you know kind of case is building that the body of Wes is gone it completely is missing. Vanished. I saw that coming. You saw the like the the. Some, when this episode or before last episode really? when okay. I when, when I saw the preview for this episode oh, yes. in my mind I I was I said to myself it's not going to be Wes's body or or it's going to be gone right. because that's the only reaction that she would have that she would have received while going there I couldn't think of anything else it flashed in my mind and I was like okay I'm just going to be patient right. and wait yeah no I well I totally am going to make a prediction right now about that I think that the missing body was orchestrated by Bonnie do you? Yeah, I think it's um, part of, like she, you know, made the uh, like second op- optos- autopsy request. Right. She put that in, and f- you know, part of her case was that it's so fishy that like as soon as I make this request, that the body goes missing and right. all this stuff. But that's when we thought that she was going to get Annalise out on bail, and she didn't. She right. got denied. But yeah, um, I think she was has been trying sort of every move in in her playbook. I mean, not that they're. It, like is that type of thing? But <laughs> she, I it I feel like it has Bonnie written all over it. I could believe it. I could absolutely believe yeah. if they were up to it, if if or if they were up to something, and that could be why all of the other students kind of didn't have a big reaction to his body being gone. Right. Maybe they were in on it, and Laura was the only one who didn't know. Maybe. Well, when uh, Bonnie went to see Laurel and like made everybody leave. That was, I feel like, maybe planting some seeds to have Laurel kind of go on this trail. Right. To to want to see Wes's right, body. Right, and, and And even with that whole situation, I now want to know who's framing Nate, too. I don't think that Nate had Wes's body moved, as as they showed yes. us. So I don't someone think is so framing him either. as well. 
Um, it's the jealous ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Atwood. It's crazy. I think, I, you know what? I'm going to have to go with Bonnie again. <laughs> going to have to go with Bonnie again. Um, I, do, I definitely do not think that Nate did it. Yeah, I don't think he moved the body. He's not that stupid. And he like wouldn't have just played dumb like that in the room. And they're like, oh, we found out that uh, who moved the, who signed for the body. So, yeah, I don't think that that's the case. Part of the flashback of Bonnie and Nate's, like, in sort of butting heads, what leads me to believe that and, she And because Bonnie like, was like, you know she's going to take you down you. with her. Yeah. So it was almost Which, like, is Annalise going to take Nate down with her, or is Bonnie going to take Nate down with her? I think Bonnie's straight up calling the shots right now. We've seen their conversations, Bonnie and, and Annalise, and they do not go very far. I mean, every phone call, I get... I, I know it's being recorded, but I guess there is the client um, confidentiality that right. exists, so maybe they can't use that. I mean, Annalise is just so over Bonnie, and I'm just happy that she she just, she just grabbed a hold of the racket and she swung, because if we left it in Bonnie's hands, she would rot in jail. Well, yeah, that would definitely give her much more motive, too, to get Annalise out at any cost if she was the perpetrator. If she did do this, you know, I think she would have double motive to not... Take let Annalise take the fall for something that she did. The DA's office is also very fishy because instead of being more concerned about the body being gone, they were so quick to want to point the finger at Nate. I know, yeah. And Atwood especially, I think, has been very, like, fishy. To I'm use, yeah. ready for her to get a new wig. <laughs> well, no, I mean, she's constantly stalling stuff and, like, doing all these crazy things. Like, when... Um, you know, I was thinking, uh, coming over here tonight, like, after uh, watching the last episode, like, what she has to gain, really. I mean, uh, she definitely has a vendetta against Annalise. That's clear from their past and everything. But I was just wondering if it's strong enough, like, to go this length. And I feel like maybe there is someone uh, above her that's motivating her more so. Because she was saying that, you know, if, if we let Annalise go... Then I'm fired. Like she told Nate that because she's, she's like, been going done. so hard yeah. to put her she's in jail. Yeah. So yeah, I'll fire you because you make us look Good. crazy. No, they should. They totally should. And I think they'd be justified in doing so because she's gone. Like she, you should not be holding Annalise in jail. Like that. at all. Not especially not not when your your case is blowing up before your eyes. Like right, you're just right. going to extreme after extreme, and it's making you look very guilty. Totally. What I did appreciate was the fact that almost. All the things that we spoke about last episode as far as who we think may be guilty, they brought up Maggie this episode as far as, like, Michaela and Connor and everyone else and they were um, and Oliver. They were like, we can't tell her too much because she's asking too many questions. Maybe, you know, she's working with the feds or something like that. So I appreciate that they're feeding right. our predictions, but I also need them to start canceling people out. Like, give us some True. people to check True. off yeah, the we list. Just, we need to start making a, like, a VIP. I feel like, like we just need to have a list right here, yeah. and then once something happens, we can start crossing them <laughs> off the murder board <laughs> we need a totally. murder board oh my goodness we do need a murder board <laughs> i mean there's so many suspects at this point and it right. just keeps changing i mean the best part about the show but it's uh it's really interesting to see how the writers like kind of twist and 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 turns like everybody um you know F- frank made a very good case in how he killed um quote unquote Wes and everything, and we saw him trailing Wes. We saw the meetup that's caught on camera in the car, all very sketchy. 
But, you know, when Laurel kind of interrogates him, she realizes that he didn't do it. Like, his just emotions, um, she could tell that he was holding back. Right, because this episode, they gave to us the fact that Frank lost Wes. So, did he, we don't know if he actually trailed Wes the whole night. Did he ever, you know what I mean? Like, right now, we know that he was trailing Wes, but then he lost Wes because of the whole car stop, almost hit a person accident that happened. And then he called Bonnie and said, I couldn't, I can't find him. He he turned down some alley, which is when Wes made that phone call. So, we don't even know if Frank was able to continue trailing him for that night. That may have been the last that Frank saw him. Yeah, I think it was because he pretty much lost him. Wes hopped in the car and I think had uh, evaded the tail. I want to give Connor some some props for tonight because Connor. oh right. I know I usually cannot stand Connor yeah, because no, he's still not on not on my good I list. feel like he was asking a lot of the right questions like we saw him finally show compassion toward Wes he was like you know that's my friend and it may have been a little too late yeah so he did, I think it was too little too it, late it I'm was, like, dude it, and I'm glad thank you for bringing that up I'm glad that Laurel like called him out she's like dude absolutely what? like you've always been a huge dick to him absolutely but Sorry, he was also on. the first one to look at Bonnie and say well it could have been you so when he started yeah. asking questions like okay i was and like she did not deny it yeah she was she just froze like she always does statue body but anyway when when he started asking those right questions i was like yes these are the questions that we need like thank you so i i give him a little props he was a lot more chill he still had his attitude and was being a little harsh but he was a lot more like laid back and casual this episode so i'll give him props for that totally totally yeah i mean speaking of, of connor and giving props where uh where it's due i guess oliver uh, you know, right before he does the whole thumb drive thing, which is not good. Right. He did at least, uh, you know, one thing we didn't talk about on the plus side was he was, he successfully hacked uh, the DEA's office, found out what they had, which is basically a murder file for everything that's been involved, like, in this the show. Whole show. Rebecca, um, Sam, even uh, the girl, uh, sorry, the girl that Sam was sleeping with, what's her name? I had the student. Um, yeah, the student. The one exactly. that was pregnant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody. I mean, she's she deleted was, from my memory. I can't right. even think of her. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's that <laughs> really shows the depth that Atwood and the DA's office is really going to. Like they are grasping at everything. Right. Like some. I feel like there's got to be some someone on the inside. Someone that knows Annalise. Like maybe it's it's Sam's sister or the Mahoney's. We like to blame them a lot. Maybe but, it's secretly one of the students. Right. And maybe it's Drake. Right. It's the worst. <laughs> uh, someone, I feel like that's got to be close, that is feeding information because, granted, there are, all are some ties to Annalise and the Keating Five, but I think that's a lot. That's a lot to, to grasp and be like, yeah, totally, Rebecca. It's like one person that was like dating Wes. Right. And, you know, like Sam and like this other girl that died. It's like, Literally everyone. Oh, her name was Lila. Sorry. Lila, thank you. Lila was her dad. Was her yes. name? Yes. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Like that's. Let me also say that last episode we brought up the fact that Asher brought some comic relief to the show. He did that again this episode because last episode he wanted to be um, Gustav. Gustav. <laughs> Great accent, <laughs> With, by the way. It, he nailed the character. Yeah. In this episode, I feel like he wanted to be some kind of thug drinking a forty on the stoop because he was like, "Let me let's pour one out." For Dude, he poured what? one out for the homies on the uh, floor yeah. in the living in cl- room. Yeah, classic <laughs> Asher fashion. Tries to do something, boss. <laughs> And completely ruins it. It's like, dude, what? And then like, he immediately says, let me go yeah. grab some paper towel. That's so Asher. Yeah. It's so Asher. It's, I love it. Classic Asher. I love it. 
like whiskey right on the ground. It's like, dude, really? Like what? I thought that he was a sink or something. Well, metaphorically, pour it out. I thought that he was just going to take the shot. And, and the thing is, the way that it's the sound just started dripping. It, yeah, it brought me to to laughing. To it, it made no, me feel yeah, it's nice that that Asher's there to kind of lighten the mood, right? Because uh, it, it definitely does get super dark, especially when. Laurel, you know, we see Laurel kind of go off the rails into like a dark place. All of these characters are really struggling right now because it's not just the classic murder situation that they've dealt with. This is one of their own that they've lost. Like yeah. they just had the memorial service, which makes it so much more real. And we see her hurting, especially when she goes into Wes's apartment and she's like snuggling his T-shirt. Now that part, I was just like, totally. re- like really, like ouch, because I felt her pain there. Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, uh, Charlie in charge brings up a good fact for, for Asher. He does fart in his sleep. And I'm which not we've surprised. Learned. I'm not, not surprised, surprised at all that fits Asher to a T. Uh, I, I think Asher. I love Asher. I think no, I he's, love Asher. He's one of my favorite characters for sure, which is crazy because in the, in, when the start of the show, season one, he was like the worst. Right. So annoying, and, and I think he's really matured in a great way. Um, yeah, that being said, I, let's see what else. What is we my missed. prediction? Yeah, do you have any predictions for, for well, next let's episode? Move into some predictions. Let's do it. Um hmm. What am I what I, I feel like I think next episode, because this episode was so meaty and juicy, I think that it's gonna I think now it's gonna the train is gonna be moving. Now okay, we're gonna yeah. get some pieces picked up and I think that we're gonna get a little bit more as far as with Annalise out of jail. Right. I think that she's finally going to take control and really find out who's framing her. Mm-hmm. So I think that we're going to get a bigger piece, a big yes. chunk. I can't say what, but I think it's going to be a bigger chunk. And let I me just so. say, my my little joke was about the Casey Anthony, the Casey Anthony thing that happened in the jail cell. She right. was like, "You're being Casey Anthony." That was a case from Florida, which I shouldn't have laughed at, but I did. Sorry. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it might be too soon. I feel it's been long enough, though, that right. it, might, it might be okay. It might be on the statutes of limitations on that one. What's your quick prediction? Um, good question. I feel like you're right. When I mean, we were talking about this sort of all episode, there, the staging ground is really set for a lot of answers to come fast, which is great. I really want to see what happens with Oliver and Connor and this thumb drive. What is Connor going to say? Is he going to be the classic Connor and be like, you should totally, like, let's check right now. It's probably going to happen. Uh, so I think they're going to look through the, the files and see something. Um, Laurel in Wes's apartment. She just kind of passes out there. Will she find anything? I don't think so. I think she just went there um, for, you know, nostalgic purposes. She was really – didn't have any closure with Wes. Didn't get to see his body even. So I think she was just trying to grasp at something familiar, something reminding her of Wes – and that's why she she went there and like cried herself to sleep and it was bad. She might get a clue. Um, she might get a clue though. We'll see. I would love something again to kind of lead us on the path of who actually did this, because Frank fired his lawyer. He's now representing himself, which means he can talk with Bonnie off the record. Uh, so I'm really curious about that. What they're going to talk about because. I feel like they did this. Or they know it. I don't think Frank did it, but I think Bonnie did, and I think Frank knows that Bonnie did. They definitely have secrets. They definitely do. And we'll maybe maybe it. Frank was leaving the, the house that night, and he was just placing Wes's body there because Bonnie killed him. I think that's actually what happened. That is my <laughs> new prediction, uh, which would sort of align with Laurel's sto- story. 
and the autopsy, the original autopsy that said that Wes died before, before the, the fire. fire. Maybe. So that's my that's my thing. Um, but real quick, do you do you know why Wes uh, and Nate? were both at the house because that was the last thing that happened. I don't know why they were at the house. I don't think it's because they were meeting up because you try to insinuate that it's because they were in cahoots. I I don't think they were in cahoots. I think they accidentally accidentally just were at the house at the same time. But I think that Nate also knows more than he's leading on to believe. Yes, I agree. I think Nate is smarter than he looks. um, And I think Wes is the same. And I think that they were... I really want to figure out what happened right after... Because they just said hey to each other. Right. Like, hey, bro, what's they, up? They got into something deeper. Yeah. Because they both went to the house for the same reason, almost. He went exactly. to tell Annalise that Wes exactly. was at the police station. <sighs> okay. Well, okay. <laughs> we will have to wait till next week to see what happens with all of those loose ends. There are a lot. Until then, Elena, where can the people find you? You guys can follow me on all social platforms at hey underscore it's late. And that's hey with an A. Surprisingly, like, nice. hey for horses. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, you guys can find me, JB, at hey John Blake. That's hey with an E. <laughs> like, hey, John Blake. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Bye. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 